homily for the seventh Sunday in Ordinary Time, February 20th, 2022, St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks. It is good to be back with you. I want to thank Father Joseph Daco, our retired priest in residence, for covering for me last weekend while I was at a Worldwide Marriage Encounter training session in Minnesota. And uh, I thank him for his assistance and his support. I've intentionally been paying very little attention to the Winter Olympics this year, mostly because the host country is no friend of Christians or of anyone's basic human rights or personal liberties, It makes me sad not to watch the events. I enjoy watching many of them, generally speaking, but this is the direction I feel I have to take. I am, however, going to use an analogy from the Olympic Games that came to my mind as I was praying about what we just heard in today's Gospel. Olympic medal winners, no matter what the sport, expend an enormous amount of effort, training year in, and year out. They put in the work when no one else is watching, and when they themselves might feel sluggish or less than motivated. They push themselves to their utmost limits, and go beyond what they think their limits are, to reach even higher goals. Consider the track and field event of the high jump. The officials could just set the bar at four feet and leave it alone. Every competitor would clear it easily. But that's no way to determine a champion, is it? If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? We are expected to do more. Last Sunday, Jesus proclaimed a set of beatitudes and woes, actions that reflect God's glory and actions that will bring us harm. We heard Jesus double down today by issuing a number of so-called hard sayings. Conforming to the world around us and declaring, that's good enough, will not do. God's grace pushes us to set the bar much higher. I'm reminded of something that I heard the uh, radio commentator Paul Harvey once say. He took umbrage at the popularity of the phrase common man. He said, do you know what it means to be common, to be average? It means you're the best of the lousiest and the lousiest of the best. Now, people will protest that what Jesus is asking of us today is impossible. Who could reasonably expect anyone to love their enemies and to pray for their persecutors? Who would accept aggression without retaliation? Who would give to those who steal from them and offer the other cheek to those who strike them? Doesn't this encourage incitement to violence and injustice? Let's first look at this in context of the history of Israel. The desire for vengeance is a pretty universal emotion. We not only want to right wrongs done to us, We want to settle the score in such a way that criminals will think twice about messing with us. We're entitled to go overboard, aren't we? We were the victims, and someone has to teach the perpetrators a lesson. 
Notice what happened very early on in the Law of Moses. The need arose to restrict people's bloodlust. And this helped the chosen people to see clearly the kind of life and lifestyle to which God was calling them. The axiom, an eye for an eye, restrained people, so that one would not take ten sheep from his neighbor who stole one sheep of his. Jesus urges us to adopt an even greater standard than that for ourselves, because of the uniqueness of the goodness of God. We who put on the mind and the heart of Christ extend his presence in the world through heroic means, not by blending in with the culture. The status quo doesn't change anything. Jesus summed up this first section with the directive to be merciful as our Heavenly Father is merciful. King David modeled this disposition admirably in today's first reading. What happened in this scene is a bit confusing and requires some explanation. When the Israelites clamored for a king to lead them, like the neighboring nations had, God instructed the prophet Samuel to anoint a man named Saul. But for all Saul's natural gifts, he ended up not being completely faithful to God's instructions. God then removed the kingship from him and had Samuel anoint a youngster from Bethlehem named David as Israel's new king. Meanwhile, Saul refused to relinquish his position, and he allowed paranoia to consume his heart. For a time, the nation had this exasperating situation of two claimants to the throne, one legitimate and the other deposed, chasing all over the countryside, rather than to join forces to defeat their enemies. Today's reading picks up with David and his assistant Abishai scouting out the place where Saul and the soldiers loyal to him were encamped. Because they were all fast asleep, Abishai desired to kill Saul and put this whole episode to rest. David did not allow it, though, because he did not want to harm the Lord's anointed. If Saul was to perish, it would have to be in battle, through sickness, etc., but not by David's hand. Instead, David swiped Saul's spear and water jug in the hopes that Saul would come to his senses and realize that David was only laboring for God and not seeking to undermine his countrymen. When vengeance would have been easy, David instead chose mercy, and by his decision communicated an essential aspect of God. Jesus went on to say in this gospel, Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. We've seen how easily this statement gets politicized, whereby someone will tell us, No one has the right to criticize my behavior. After all, who are you to judge? How would you respond to that? What does the Lord want from his disciples? Does he want dishonesty? Are we to pretend that intrinsically evil acts are not intrinsically evil? If our number one goal is to make others feel good, what credit is that to us? Do not sinners do the same? 
At the moment of death, each of us will stand before Christ the just judge. And no one on earth can judge or condemn us in his place. Actually, the Lord will not arbitrarily judge us, as we may think of it, but will ratify our choices, even if we lived our lives so that being apart from God was our greatest desire. We may not condemn or judge one another. That much is clear. But that doesn't entitle me to claim that wrong things are right just because I say they are. Yes, the standards to which Jesus calls us are lofty. They set the bar very high so that only an Olympic medalist could clear it. It is not for us to sweep what Jesus tells us today under the rug, but to take it to heart. I'm reminded of how St. Stephen, the first martyr, prayed as stones rained down on him during his execution, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Without the aid of divine grace, we might conclude that imitating his holiness is beyond us. But with God's grace, all things are possible. Amen.